0: You can delete your account, or I can ratio your posts. Welcome to the Absolute State a podcast by the Investigative Shit Posters at Left Coast Right Watch. We're here to bring you the latest in the absurdly dangerous and the dangerously absurd. I'm LCRW's Editor-in-Chief, Abner Hauge. Hey everyone! This edition, we've got an interview with Kate Burns. She's back to give us an intro to her beat, San Diego's Awakened Church and its larger place in the evangelical and Christian supremacist movements. But first, here's the Brief News Brief. Sponsored by Minty Boy.
1: Oh, Minty Boy. I'm delighted.
0: Fox fired Tucker Carlson. Carlson was their biggest primetime talking head. He's beloved by white nationalists for pushing white genocide conspiracies. There was a litany of complaints against Carlson, many stemming from discovery in their now-settled lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems. But one text he sent to a producer apparently went too far for his bosses. We at LCRW think you should hear it in full. Keep two things in mind here. One, this was behind closed doors talk. And two, he sent this the day after the Capitol riot. Quote, A couple of weeks ago, I was watching video of people fighting in the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. As much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere, somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? It's a genre of statement we hear a lot at LCRW, specifically from neo-Nazis. They love to proclaim their bloodlust and then take a noble tone and say they're above such barbarity in the same breath. But when you're constantly on the lookout for people to demonize, you eventually stop saying you're above violence against certain people. Here's a recent example of that. Maj Touré, one of the Turning Point-affiliated talking heads whose grift is called Black Guns Matter, said on Twitter at the end of April, quote, If you do a drag queen story hour for children in my community, I'm a pull-up and assault you. He went on to say he'll do it again while out on bail. Not that their blatant contradictions matter much, but LCRW found a community college board candidate in Southern Oregon who's involved with an anti-abortion fake clinic. The guy is also banned from teaching in Oregon public schools because he tried to flirt with underage girls he was coaching in volleyball. But for right-wingers, this guy's not the problem, and neither is pedophilia. The rights war against drag is opening up space for the worst of the worst to come out of the woodwork. Over the last weekend in April, there were several very visible racist demonstrations across the country, including Nazis in Ohio and Oregon waving swastika and black sun flags specifically to intimidate drag story hour events. Keep that in mind when you think of who else is raging against queer pride events. This week, we're talking to Kate Burns, who's become our in-house analyst for All Things Religious Right in Southern California. Kate's going to give us a profile on San Diego County's Awaken megachurch franchise. The church is now a close partner with Charlie Kirk and Turning Point, but Awaken has roots in Hillsong and C3, two major international church franchises mired in scandals. When Kate talks about ongoing litigation against C3 and Hillsong, she's talking about some of these scandals. They include covering up sexual abuse, financially exploiting parishioners, homophobic discrimination, and a litany of financial crimes. You can read more about that in Kate's profile on Awaken on our site. That being said, let's go to the interview. Just give us a general overview of what Awakened Church is and why they're so concerning.
1: Awakened Church was born out of C3 Church. Jürgen and Leanne Matthias are from Australia originally. Jürgen himself is a Hillsong College graduate from the 90s. He worked within Hillsong plants in New Zealand and then his relationship with Phil Pringle of C3 Church began to develop. In 2005, Leanne and Jürgen had a strong call from God to relocate to San Diego. They did so with their kids and that was when C3 San Diego was born. C3 is an Australian church like Hillsong. Hillsong, we have Brian and Bobby Houston who are the founders. Obviously, Brian has resigned and they're going through a whole unravelling at the moment. C3 is similar to that and he's led by Phil and Chris Pringle. They have churches all over the world, six continents, over 300 churches. They too have gone through unravelling over the past few years, uh, Pray for Miracles, Millions for Miracles schemes. And I think probably for Jurgen and Awaken, that's where the big concern comes from for me is this is where Jurgen and Leanne learnt everything that they know. They learnt within C3 and within Hillsong. Brian and Phil are Jurgen's mentors. So everything that we're seeing unravel within these churches at the moment is what essentially is going on. So when C3 was launched in 2005, Jürgen and Leanne were also promoted to the head of C3 for the Americas. So they were um, in charge of not only expanding the footprint of C3 in San Diego, but across America. So they were involved in that expansion process. When we got to about 2018, 2019, as the footprint for C3 grew the San Diego region and they were getting full houses, Jürgen is a forever trumper and a, a staunch MAGA man. And I think as the lead up to the election cycle was coming in. There was more and more rhetoric from from Jürgen, which was more extreme than you would see in coming from C3. Typically, typically C3 avoided front-facing political involvement. Obviously, they had their own issues with in racism, homophobia, pray the grey away style teachings. But this forward-facing alignment with Trump and the Christian nationalists was something new. From research and talking with folks that were involved in C3, present and past, um, there was complaints made, or uh, at least it was alerted to the head of C3. Nothing publicly ever came out regarding that but at the beginning of 20 it was in January 2020 there was a brand change from C3 San Diego now became Awaken San Diego a, a totally new brand within these mega check spaces so C3 no longer had a, a representation here in Socal uh, everything became Awaken under the sole direction of Jurgen and Leanne since that change obviously start of 2022 that timed in with the pandemic so what we saw pretty quickly was folks pastors within awaken and leaders within awaken been involved in anti-vax movements. We saw the likes of Louis Uridel, We had Sam Deuth, um, folks from the Freedom Revival come in and they were speaking at the public dais in San Diego regarding mask mandates, vax mandates. That led into a CRT, which then saw them going to school boards, again at the San Diego City Councils. And then that was reflected in preaching. So not only were they more politically active, their preaching became more radical. And that's when we began to see candidates within local council. We had the recall Gavin Newsom. They were involved in that. Then obviously the elections. So there was a bit. A fair bit of campaigning going on. They also vote harvested, ballot harvesting. So they collected ballots for the 2020 election. They slipped further and further into the culture war, I suppose, and I think that's really where jo- Jürgen so- saw himself and that's really where he thrives, especially in an environment like San Diego, um, which where we have a long history of super conservative churches with a network. So I think really what we saw was they activated that community again, almost in a way that it gave other churches power that weren't as confident in speaking up, were concerned about um, the repercussions. They saw that not only was Awaken growing, but they were, you know, their footprint was not only expanding, but they were getting more and more congregants, which in turn then led to guest speakers. So with that attention and it being the hub for this Christian nationalism, especially in San Diego, we've had speakers come through the doors, Candice Owens, Tucker Carlson. We had the Reawaken America tour with Michael Flynn and Clay Clark. They had a stop at Awaken. So we had Roger Stone. We had Eric Trump. The whole traveling circus came into town and it was extremely well received here. And I think through that, Jürgen saw, yep, this is where we're going to fit back into this community, this is where we're going to make the changes that they want to see in California, which then leads to like the bigger picture and the focus that we're seeing with the likes of Charlie Kirk, we're seeing Sean Foyt that are really focusing on activating California and it's not a mistake, they see that to make any real considerable change in America, you're not going to get that without California. Obviously, we have one in eight Americans live in California. So as a voting block, especially when the last few elections, obviously we've seen them lose out the popular vote or whatever it is, for them to be able to really shift, they're losing out here so they want to flip that and that's where we get Charlie Charlie Kirk's huge focus on California and his relationship with Awaken. So with Awaken and Turning Point USA Faith, we've seen that relationship grow. We saw them playing footsies for about 15, 16 months beforehand, Charlie Kirk had come and spoke at the Emerge Men's Camp in 2022 early and then he did his first initial Turning Point Pastors Summit in San Diego. He chose to hold it here, which, you know, saw the likes of Rob McCoy is a co-founder of Turning Point USA with Charlie and he's from Godspeak here and, you know, that looks back with the Cavalry.
0: Just a brief clarification. Kate meant to say that Rob McCoy co-founded Turning Point Faith, the church outreach arm of TPUSA, not the org as a whole.
1: We've also got Bethel. So that's an, an established network that they have here. So they held their first summit, which had, you know, All the usual suspects, we had Sean, we had Charlie, Robert Coy, David Harris Jr., you know, some of these big leaders within Christian politically activated MAGA group and that went on for three days and they're they're about to hold their second one. I think they're holding it in Nashville this year. But that relationship became official um, in October last year where Awaken became an official partner of Turning Point USA. So we have an ambassador within Awaken now, which is Lewis Uridell, who sports a three percent tattoo on his hand. He has been involved T P USA for a while. He's spoken at events across the country along with Sam Deuth.
0: A brief note. Sam Deuth is another pastor at Awaken. LCRW identified him as being present at J6 with other Awaken staff.
1: So now that they have that official partnership, it's a two-way street. So not only does Charlie get direct access to the church and the wider community that that influences, we have Awaken then also gaining more folks coming through the through the door ultimately hoping that they will ju- join their congregation and also the benefit of being um tapped into Charlie's network there's money there's high power connections and i think we're Jurgen and Awaken kind of see themselves is a base for where this relationship can grow. And Awaken really wants to expand nationally. You know, they've had some openings in Boise and Salt Lake City. They're doing their best to take up as much land as they can in them at the moment. And without, you know, them openly talking about this front facing. My gut tells me, and from the exit that we saw of Hillsong, 80% of their churches closed down over a period of time since the Carl Lentz and the Brian Houston exposes, I suppose. I think that Jurgen is seeing that as an opportunity to take up space. You know, there's, you know, it's definitely a youth or a younger family directed space. You know, think of Hillsong think of any of those, you know, hipster, I wear jeans and, you know, tanks to preach versus, you know, your stuffy traditional church. From the outside, you know, their social media is flashy, it's their execution And understanding of how you use social media is definitely one of their strengths. If you look at their pages just from the outset, you're not going to see anything out of the ordinary, I suppose, for those spaces. They do a pretty good job of keeping a lid on that for what the information they put forward. But within that, if you listen to any of their preaching, if you follow any of their individual social media platforms, we see. What they're truly about, and I think you know I've been following Hillsong and C3 for years. Obviously, I'm from Australia, so you know I have quite a passion in in following what they're up to, and seeing what Jürgen is has, which is that platform and that training, which is everything that Hillsong and C3 has taught him. The added concern is their open lust for Christofascism and lust for control of local politics and national politics. I think what Hillsong and C three had, they they never engaged in that publicly, right? Obviously there was always money behind the scenes in different donations and things, but to see this thirst for political activity to be in this spiritual war and be leaders in this spiritual wall, it's just such a concern because, you know, spiritual abuse, financial abuse, abuse of many different areas we've seen within Hillsong and C3. But to add this fascist front that we've got from Jürgen is just such a concern. It's like a combination of like two of the worst things. And we've seen that, sort of come to fruition more in the, the last couple of months we had Awaken follow playbook of Hillsong and C3 where they have different conferences throughout the year and they have them broken down within patriarchal values within the church so you know you'll have Cherish. Cherish is the women's uh, ministry so they have annual conferences and weekly prayer meetings. They do the same for the men which is Emerge Men and this year we had a Merge conference at their own ranch they have in Campo and I think purely Through their advertising for this event, you could see the real shift in their language, how they see themselves within this spiritual battle. Their advertising for it was unhinged. It was a combat scene. Guys fully decked out in military garb, machine guns, and that was definitely an, an escalation scene themselves within this, you know, Christian national movement that's going forward. They had three thousand folks attend, three thousand men attend, which is a lot, and that's folks from. All over, not only within California. We had folks travel from all over the country come in. The premise of it is relationship building events where they learn how to be the man, the leader within the family, blah blah blah, God is king, etc. The activities that they gained in the weekend, it's basically like a little military training camp. Seeing the launch once The weekend was underway and seeing the visual, audio and visual they were choosing to put out, not only, you know, because obviously we find a lot of, through monitoring their stuff, we find a lot of it through like individual posters, but to see Awaken put out these own visuals... Um, especially with the opening performance, which was you know, Cristo God-fearing men saving an innocent, helpless young girl from Mexican cartel, <laughs> was definitely an escalation. And be it that also, like where this event was being held, San Diego, obviously it's a border city, Campo, where the ranch specifically is, is right on the border, and seeing them choosing to put out this visual of themselves is concerning to me because it's not only us saying this language or this ideology that they're pushing is fascist seeing them put that out there visually and living it is a concern and i think that this ties up with being involved with charlie kirk and being tapped into that network you know all of the TPUSA events, whether it's faith or whether it's original TPUSA, the rhetoric, rhetoric's continuing to get more radical in these spaces. And I think that you can see that directly in, in Awaken. You know, having that connection with Charlie is giving them the confidence to lean more into this openly Christian nationalist, dominionism, seven mountains, because they have that support. Like, you know, when you've got Charlie Kirk behind you and all of that money and power and connections, they can kind of do no wrong. That personally concerns me and their interactions with other local groups, whether it's the Freedom Revival Movement, whether it's the Battle Cry, which is like an anti-trans hate group, you know, they're continuing to make build on these relationships, to build these platforms and all of this is in the lead up to, you know, next year's presidential election and I think that, I don't think that – I know that they're going to be a key player in that, especially in Southern California. They have candidates. They have candidate training networks. They have Remnant, which is within their four walls. They train candidates and they did so in the last election in November. They're unsuccessful in getting anyone elected – that they directly trained, but, however, their electives through their voter guide, they had hundreds um, that were were elected. So I think that was the first year that they did that and I think they've learnt lessons. Awaken itself wasn't happy with just having a separate company like Remnant come in and do that training. They've decided to launch their own political action group. So we now have Awaken Political Action, which they've utilized so far to drive numbers and engagement to school board hearings. Um, They were heavily involved in the Santee YMCA actions, but they've also utilized that for different school board meetings and they'll use their official church service, text service, to text out information, dates, talking points, toolkits. They've utilized that for these different actions that are going around all over California. moment.
0: Let's back up here. What were the actions in Santee?
1: So there was, you know, a whole right-wing focus on the Santee YMCA. There was a complaint made that a trans woman was able to use the female spaces within the um, property. My understanding is this, this person had been using the facility for years and it hasn't been a problem due to, like, obviously the rising Anti-trans hate that we have. This picked up within the circles down here. We saw the awakened leaders. We had Sam, Do, De- Leanne, and Lewis share uh, information about the events. And for the final council meeting, they two days beforehand they texted out talking points, times, addresses, contacts, and they told people to blow up the social media accounts for particular leaders in the area, direct public attacks on these institutions through their church services, which tax-free I think that gave them confidence to continue doing that and we've seen that now in Escondido at the school boards they've been using their tax service and underneath the political action banner they've been organizing folks through that which you know is illegal be it that they're a tax-free exempt uh, organization but hey you know Awaken can do no wrong in California
0: That's all pretty alarming. Maybe just briefly, could you tell us about your latest article for us? What's some of the rhetoric that Charlie Kirk's been saying at Awaken Churches in Southern California and in Utah?
1: So we had Charlie come for his first official appearance since the partnership began last October. He has a history of speaking at Awaken, like I said, at Emerge, but also at the San Marcos campus. These are talks these freedom nights that he held, one at San Marcos and one at Salt Lake City. It was his first official appearance since that um, relationship came public. I watch all of their services at Awaken and have done for, you know, the last three years. Seeing the discussion that Charlie had there was alarming, you know. It's hard to shock me what comes out of these guys mouth because you know they're completely unhinged but to see Charlie come into this church space and talk about essentially these talks are about the five fake religions right so in Charlie's eyes the five fake religions are environmentalism, power, tolerance, scientism and in his own words the biggest threat to the American Republic today is anti-racism and the cult of DEI.
0: DEI standing for diversity, equity and inclusion. Yeah,
1: diversity, equity inclusion. So to see Charlie come into this space and to say with his own words on camera that the biggest threat to this country today is inclusion, diversity and folks' Practicing anti racism is wild to me. Um, And he went on at length about this. And the way he was framing it, you know, Charlie's not stupid. He's, I'm trying to say things without swearing. You know, he's a nightmare, but he's not stupid. And the way he framed this was that you are right to have these bigoted racist ideas and that folks speaking about anti-racism and diversity and inclusion they're actually the people that are ruining this country or have an agenda against this country it's giving them a basically a free pass confirming back to them that no you were right you were right to be bigoted racist transphobic homophobic you name it and this language was a way of him getting that across and I suppose you know one of the big takeaways from that particular discussion about anti racism diversity equity inclusion was that his argument wasn't um the black hispanic PO, any any poc behind these movements it's actually white suburban wine mums that are pushing this and they're atoning for their sins of having white skins so he was this story, this ideology that's pushing forward, it allows the congregants to go, Yeah, see? That's what I've been saying. It's not actually the the black folks it's not exactly hispanic folks that are pushing these things these are all things pushed on by you know the sympathetic whites that then it takes away the power from these movements from communities that are working on anti-racism which are calling for diversity inclusion in in all spaces to break trying we're trying to chip away at systemic racism right and These these policies that have been put in place, these groups that are leading the way to make these changes, Charlie, in a, a simple speech, is able to deflect that and say, actually, no, that's not actually by these communities. These are just by sympathetic whites that are feeling guilty for the lack of melanin in their skin, which was one of his... He, he's things he spoke to that he mentions melanin a lot through this particular piece. And it was, it led into then after him going on about diversity and inclusion and anti-racism and how he was saying it was all fake and that you were right to have these beliefs. He then finished it off with an MLK quote you know, the contents of my character, not the colour of my skin. It was wild to me to watch him break that down that way and to appear cohesive and to appear that he was right, I suppose. Like it was convincing. If I was the types of people that go to this church, if I was similar to them, I'd believe it. You know, if that was where my individual belief system or my prejudices were, him sitting in front of you and saying those things, you're like, yes, see, everything that I believe to be true, Charlie Kirk, this powerful church leader, which he hasn't even been trained in, you know, in in specifically in church areas but he's their one true leader within this space and for him to give that validity was concern and it was just shocking to me because he's an he's a great presenter he knows what he's doing you know you can see it in his face that he knows what he's saying you know even in it he said oh the left are gonna hate what what I'm about to say and That's why I need to say it. It's kind of this righteous, righteous he's doing America a favour by leading this charge and we're actually not a racist country. It's an evil conspiracy by the godless left to undermine Christianity in America and you know, everyone hung on his every word. The It was full house at both locations. We had a mix of Awaken congregants, but also just Charlie Kirk fans from within the region. So, you know, Charlie gets new followers potentially from the church if they haven't already started following him. And then Awaken got these Charlie Kirk fans that aren't necessarily involved in a church through their doors. So it's a win-win.
0: Well, that all sounds pretty disturbing.
1: It's unhinged.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
1: <laughs> Awaken is look. I think probably finally thing I want to say about Awaken is, you know, it, Awaken itself is only three years old. Um, you know, it started at the, at the start of 2020, but the history behind that is huge, and none of it's good. And I encourage anyone to look into what's happening at Hillsong at the moment. Obviously, there was a whole lot of action with Carl Lentz and everything in America. But this is continuing in Australia and there's a handful of podcasts out at the moment. The stories that are coming out are getting more and more concerning. Obviously, we had sexual abuse. We had emotional abuse mental abuse we've had people with mental breakdowns more and more people are becoming more confident to tell their stories with inside those spaces heavily anti-queer racist broken theology you know manipulative spaces I think if you look at Hillsong and C3 and go yeah they're really bad that is what Awaken is that's their foundation and They're not only happy with that foundation of these, this abuse and racism behind the scenes, they're going front facing with it and they have no concern saying what they want on the stage. I think the big difference between America and Australia is the guns and the militias. You know, we don't have a huge movement like that as such in Australia. We definitely have our fair share of Nazis and we have a huge share of Christian nationalists, but we don't have the same militia movements and we definitely don't have the guns, right? Being that Southern California is no stranger to organized radical movements, religious movements, Nazi movements, and knowing that we're seeing these people gravitate to Awaken and Charlie... That's my concern and seeing that they have Campo Ranch and we don't know what goes on in this ranch outside of when we get visuals from them from these events. We don't know what goes on there outside of that and then we also have smaller military training organisations, personal street fighting organisations that are popping up around Awaken and these congregants are not only finding it about you know the verbal spiritual war They're also training for combat of some sort, which, you know, ultimately this is where the folks in this movement see is that they are fighting for the earth. They're fighting for America. They're fighting for the state. This rhetoric just continues to build. They are not taking their foot off the accelerator with this radical rhetoric and the fact that they're in war. They continue to ramp up the congregants. and. Honestly, you know, I speak with a few folks about this and it's like we are waiting for the day for a a tragedy to come out of this space because there's no reality in Awaken. There is no reality in Awaken. They live in a different world. What is up is down in their world. Anything that the media is saying is obviously wrong and Jürgen wants to lead that. That's what he wants to be a part of. He's got all of the other training behind him, which has turned, we're seeing the exposure of these other churches. That's in him before he even has these contacts with the likes of Charlie Kirk, with extremists. I sit, I sit there and I look at it and I just think we're waiting. We are waiting for something to happen.
0: Well, that's a lot to think about. Where can folks find you and your work?
1: You can find me at Kate Burns on Twitter. You can also find me on Kate underscore Burns underscore Chad on Instagram. You can find pieces that I've written in this uh, last few months at Left Coast Right Watch. We have my deep dive into Awaken profile. Then we have a piece about Emerge Camp was just a lot, uh, last month. And then a piece about... Charlie and his recent Five Fake Religions talks at Awaken, and you can find that at Left Coast Right Watch.
0: We'll have the link to those in our show notes. Thank you so much, Kate.
1: Of course. My pleasure.
0: Thanks again to Kate. We'll have links to her work and her socials in our show notes. And that does it for this edition. The Absolute State and all Left Coast Right Watch journalism is supported by listeners and readers like you. If you want to help, you can set up a recurring donation at patreon.com slash lcrw, or check out our pinned tweet at lcrwnews on Twitter. Your donations keep the lights on, and so does your feedback in sharing our stories with others. Thanks again to all our supporters, especially Minty Boy. Until next time, don't despair, prepare.